What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Last week of the year, last week of 2021. Well, when we recorded this show, and while I'm recording this right now, it is the last week. I don't know when you listen to it, but whatever that case might be, I hope you're having a good day, and I hope you are having fun on social media, doing your top nine of the year, or here's my year in 15 seconds, or whatever. I really wish I can really get into that stuff, because it looks like a lot of fun. I see a lot of y'all doing it, and I want to do it too, but maybe I'm just being cynical. It's like, nobody fucking cares about me. That, that's, that's my attitude. Maybe I should care. Maybe that's uh, what it's all about. Maybe it's doing the, the little dumb stuff in life to make it worth living. You know what? Now, now that I've been talking about it, I'm, I think I'm going to do it now. I'm going I'm to do the top nine. I'll do the top nine. I've done it before. When it first came out, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I'll do it. And then every year, the top nine. It's the Spotify top artists. It's, it's everything. It's all the end of the year stuff. And I guess it, 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 it's almost like Christmas. And the fact that every year I dread when it comes around, not because I don't like Christmas, it's because of all the stuff I know that goes into it. And, but when I actively participate in it, I'm having a great time. So maybe it'll be the same thing. Maybe I should stop being so cynical and get off my ass and get off my, uh, my, what, my pedestal, <laughs> come down from my high horse, get off my soapbox and just get in there and have some fun. We got a great show for you this week. We drink some really delicious beers and we talk about some uh, some pretty big beer news going on in the beer industry at the end of 2021. Uh, we also pay tribute to the affable NFL coach, John Madden, and his passing with our cold brew list. And also at the end, we talk a little bit about what both of us did for Christmas. And so that was a lot of fun just to hear um, what Sorcerer Chromatic did. And can't wait for 2021 to start, or 2022 to start because we got a lot of great stuff coming up, including the Copper State Beer Festival. Cannot wait for that. I am so excited to be a part of that and to be there. And if you could make it, that'd be great. If you can't, you'll hear about all the good stuff going on at the festival. Um, about a week or two after the festival happens, because I will put all that content, all that good content on our feed. And speaking of feed, go to Instagram and on Untapped and search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. And you could just email us at coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. In fact, that's how Copper State Beer Festival reached out to me to be a part of their beer fest so i really appreciate that so just you know if you email email us any concerns any questions any suggestions always appreciate it always love hearing from you guys or dm us that's really the best way to get a hold of me a source of chromatic or anything else uh that it's just us too right <laughs> all right enough of that it's time for another cold brew What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got them beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we the flyers. Barely pay our rent, because all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel-aged styles Ooh. and barley wines. There's barley wines, though. We raise a glass Tip to our heroes who have passed. R.I.P. Sports TV. And movies too. Oh, 
pop culture. We talk about anything. Our shenanigans. We do what we want. Cause we're cold brew. We're cold brew, baby. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Oh man, almost done. Almost done with the 2021. Yeah, I wonder uh, how many of our our uh, listeners are listening to this show on the last day of the year. Oh yeah, or they're going to wait to 2022. And I got something to talk about uh, later on in the show about the new theme uh, theme song for our show. Or the opening song. Oh, okay. I don't know about theme song, but anyway, uh, let's get to the beer. Let's cut to the chase, as they say. Who says it? I don't know. Someone. Do they, someone do they said still it. say that? Do people <laughs> say it? It said. I don't. Do the kids still say that? It's cool, right? It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I have with me today from our good friends from San Diego, California. Out of Pariah Brewing, I have their colors. It is an IPA. It's a hazy IPA uh, made with American and New Zealand hops. Doesn't say which ones here. And it is a 7.0% alcohol by volume. It says enjoy in an IPA glass. Serve at 38 to 45 degrees. Drink within 90 days. Let's see if what's the born on date. It says 11-12-2021, so I'm right there. <laughs> and the little snap, you know, they sometimes they put a little message. Just says, that juice, though. Oh, thanks. Anyway, uh, without thanks. further ado, here's Colors. What do you got? Uh, I have, from our friends at Ghost Town Brewing. Oh, yeah. I have a beer that they've uh, basically uh, are known for at the moment. Their nose goblin. <laughs> All right, and we talked about that uh, during our GABF uh, winners um, segment. Uh, what a couple months ago. Yes. Now, yes. Funny you say that. It is the uh, the <clears throat> Great American Beer Festival 2021 Gold Place winner for Imperial. India Pale Ale. So double IPA. Um, let's see. So not much on this I could find online. The website's kind of, I don't know. Needs a little help. I need help. We all need help. <laughs> Go to tap. It's usually a good source. All right. Uh, well, to start off, it's in a... Um, 16 ounce can. Thank you very much. Yes. It is uh, out of Oakland. Got, yeah, out of Oakland. It's got a little goblin on, on the front. Thank you. Now, a nose goblin is a booger, right? That's correct. That's a euphemism okay. for booger. <coughs> it's not some guy who, like, does crazy shit for cocaine, right? <laughs> it could be, man. Could be. <laughs> We're going to start that moniker. <laughs> You know, Bobby, he's a real nose guy. You ever watch that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, sorry. Let's get back yeah. on track. Yes. All right, not finding too much online. Um, I'll go with on the can label because it brags about the 100 
IBUs. That's a beast right there. Yes, it is. That's like a triple. Yeah, in the IBU category, yeah. The fine line between triples and doubles is being flirted with. <laughs> the alcohol by volume is 9.2%, um, 19 degrees original gravity. It contains the Nelson, Citra, and Mosaic hot variety. And it's Oakland made, as mentioned earlier. And without any further ado, Papa. Very nice. I like the, the Ghost Town logo. Because it's like a coffin. And inside of the coffin, it's like the, the uh, like a silhouette of a coffin. And inside is a silhouette of a bottle of beer. And inside of that is a cross. Yeah. And it's upside down. Like a... Uh, like the independent logo. If you yeah, will. maybe, yeah, maybe uh, it's like a little nod to that. I don't know if it was that, if it, they did that afterwards, after they gained their independent label, or if, if it was always like that. I do not recall. I do not recall, because I remember seeing them at one of the San, the one where your wife and and you and I went to. That one uh, was a beer camp. Was it beer Francisco? camp? Or I thought it was uh, the regular SF beer festival. It might have been the regular. It SF might beer be both. Festival. Yeah, might have been both. I remember. Uh, were they at the one with that at that? Remember, like that that warehouse that looked like a scary movie scene. Oh, the one down by the the pier. Yeah, was that? Was it not the uh, not the Fort Mason one? But over, yeah, over by, I guess south of AT and T ish. Yeah, yeah, the yeah one of the Pier Twenty Nine or something like that, right? No, no, okay, that, that, okay, that was the pier. Remember, like, it looked like a rusted steel mill. And it was all weird. Oh, that's right. I remember. No, that was that with her, or was that with the no, she, the mad she scientist? Was there. Oh, she. Okay, they, they were both there. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I remember that one. That was the oh shit, man. What, what was that one? That was when we had that little plastic mug for the taster mug. Right. Right, and said like live, drink, and play, or some bullshit like that. I forgot oh, yeah. what that was. Yeah, eat, drink, play. Mm-hmm. Um, no, okay, so going back, I remember <clears throat> my experience with Ghost Town where I really saw them and met them. It, it was at the Fort Mason Center. I'll, I'll tell you that right okay. now. Okay, all right. Yeah, that was the I, first time. I, I, I could walk in and tell you where the booth exactly was. <laughs> they had like a center booth. Right. Yeah, I remember that. All right, um, let's get back to the beers, though. Uh, instead of going down memory lane about Ghost Town Brewing, um, like Let, we were, were trying to legitimize. Oh, we knew him back in the day. Let's uh, let's digress. <laughs> yes, let's digress back to colors over here by Pariah Brewing. This one's really good, man. I'm getting a lot of uh, citrus notes and maybe some like melon, a uh, little bit of mango. Just like I like this is right up my my alley, man. This is right up my cup of tea, as my old manager used to say. Yeah. And this is really this is a fantastic beer. I love it already. Sorry, I, I already see four. I think I'm going to give it a four. I'm already pre-rating it a four. All right, what do you got? Or what the, how's, what? Yours, how's that nose goblin? Is it living up? It won a silver, right? Or is it gold? It won a gold for the gold. double IPA. Gold. Yeah. Gold, gold, gold. How, you, how um, are you finding it? I know you're not a big IPA guy, but once you get acclimated, you, you start getting into the groove, right? The bitterness, yes, a lot of bitterness to acclimate to. <laughs> Hundred IBUs, yeah, yeah. You know what I noticed too? It's it's really light in color. 
Oh, okay. I'm not saying it's like, it's like, it's not straw, but it's like, it's a gold. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. The aromatics are there, but yeah, just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those, uh, the styles that the hop heads just go for, you know what I mean? It's dank. Uh, yes, very danky, very bitter. And um, at the same time, it's, it's, I'm acclimating better these days. The only way I could I could put it, it's not, <laughs> it, it's not, it's not turning me off. You know me, I'm not the biggest uh, hop hit out there. Right. In fact, far from. However, uh, this is a good one. Very nice. All right, so we will rate these laters, laters. We will rate these later on our untapped portion of the show. Just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, I got two stories today. One of them, there's a third story that just came up today. I'm going to save it for the next show. Because we're recording this a little bit later in the week. Now, I need to say something for next show. I'm going to have nothing. Um, Ska, uh, Scofflaw, excuse me. Scofflaw and Bearded Iris. You know, Scofflaw is down from Georgia, Atlanta, I believe. And Bearded Iris it comes from Nashville, Tennessee. They are announced, they announced a partnership where they are starting their own uh, brewery collective. Similar to the Canarchy Craft Brewery Collective and um, Indie Brewing and Artisanal Brewing Ventures. Similar to that, you know, so craft breweries come together to form like a, a partnership of sorts so they can, um, you know, divide costs and um, share in each other's uh, um, distribution and all that stuff and maybe even brew beers at each other's place. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how in-depth these partnerships go, but they are coming together to form their own partnership and they are calling it indie brew yeah uh, the group will add two or three additional breweries in 2022 bearded iris ceo Kayvon tagri tagri uh, says any breweries that join the platform are expected to keep their founders in place we're not interested in running someone else's brewery. We are interested in upping the standards of all breweries involved. Indie Brew will Ooh, be governed. In your face. Yeah, in your face, Canarchy. Uh, actually, I, I can't say that. I don't know if they ousted any founders, but um, it was the first one that came to mind. Indie Brew will be governed by a board of directors that include representatives from all affiliated breweries, as well as independent members with no existing financial affiliations to those breweries. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it, it provides uh, some checks and balances there. Make sure that uh, a disinterested um, third party, uh, you know, keeps things uh, on the up and up. Right. Let's see, Indie Brews. Yeah, Indie Brews creation is a response to how economies of scale challenge small to mid-sized breweries with rising costs for raw materials and scarcity of aluminum cans and increasingly competitive marketplace. Banding together allows smaller breweries to function as a business many times their scale. As costs rise for breweries across the country, the business and businesses compete for the same materials and labor. This kind of move is no longer uncommon when trying to find an edge. So, you know, like we were saying earlier, the ball was trying to get breweries to commit to like a one million can purchase. 
but right. you know some of those microbreweries can't afford to even buy a million cans but they can't afford to not have cans so this is you know they could pull together pull their resources and be able to uh, sign those big contracts bring down costs for everybody involved including you know not only cans but like barley and hops and yeast and all man I don't buy yeast but barley and hops the major stuff and even the cinnamon toast crunch when they do want to do a pastry stuff all right that's so legit. yeah so that's cool um more more to come in 2022 see who else joins bearded iris and scofflaw i remember scott i know scofflaw they have they were doing a lot of cool shit on instagram a while ago i don't know if they're still on there they don't come up on my feed as much bless you uh, they don't come up on on our feed as much because you know we have so many we're following so many things, but um, yeah they are they're doing it to it down there and I know Bearded Iris is out here in Arizona they they distribute out here you know very small amounts but in kind of uh, scarce or sparse I should say so but when they do come out here man they they or when I do find them they are really good. All right, moving right along to the next story. Uh, the Brewers Association uh, .com or .org, was it .org? BrewersAssociation.org put out their year in beer in 2021. There was a total of 710 new breweries opened this year with a closing number of 176. So there were um, definitely a big increase in the number of breweries. Man, that's 700. That's almost like, I was about to say that's almost 1,000. But <laughs> that's, I mean, shit, I think there's like about 8,000 breweries now total in the U.S. That's just craft breweries, man. Uh, more than 9,000 breweries operated in the United States in 2021. A 6% increase from 2020. That's a lot, man. It <laughs> Six, is. Six percent opened during the pandemic. That's some balls. That's some balls right there. Definitely. I mean, uh, when you look at the whole, what it takes to uh, to get that business off the ground and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, get people in, right? All that stuff uh, with the strong presence across fifty states and the District of Columbia. Even in a challenging year, craft breweries are a powerful economic force at the local, state. And national level small and independent american craft breweries contributed 6.2 62.1 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2020 the industry also provided more than 400,000 total jobs with nearly 140,000 jobs directly at breweries and brew pubs including serving staff at brew pubs That's a lot of fucking people no definitely uh, let's see here. Brewers Association fought hard to ensure that breweries would be included in the Restaurants Act, H.R. 793 S.255. Thanks to our efforts, approximately 1,600 breweries received more than $450 million in grants. Uh, let me see here. There's, yeah, the, well, the rest of this article is going on to see what they, the Brewers Association has done to help. Um... The United States Postal Service Shipping Equality Act 
is a bipartisan legislation that would give the USPS the same ability as private carriers to ship alcohol in states where it is legal to do so. This legislation is beneficial to breweries, consumers, and the Postal Service. So you can actually tell the Postal Service that you're shipping beer rather than uh, saying it's uh, um, what do you, spaghetti sauce. Right. <laughs> or uh, what was the, some of the other ones that people use? Uh, olive oil. Olive Lavinance. oil. Yeah. Um, what's that? Uh, collectibles. Snow globes. Snow. Oh yeah, I used that one one time. Snow globes. It was, it was around Christmas time. Oh, anyway. So here are the 2022 beer predictions by the Brewers Association. Ooh, I love these. Uh, comparable craft production will exceed 2019 levels once again so let's see on-premise sales will improve but draft will not be back to 2019 levels so they're using 2019 as the yardstick because that was the last uh non-covid year so they say non-covid affected year um at the brewery sales will hit an all-time highs they predict i don't think that's a I mean, shit, with 9,000 breweries now, yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to uh, accomplish. Operating brewery numbers will continue to climb, but at a lower rate than in previous years. And last prediction they give is inflation will come to craft brewing and manufacturing costs increase will lead to a hike in average beer prices over recent years. But we've talked about that. I mean, we talked about ball and their uh, aluminum can uh, shortage, um, maybe even some of the uh, the grains might be in, in short supply and hops and everything. So, you know, when, when the farmers and I guess the people who grow hops are farmers too. I was thinking barley mostly. But when the farmers don't get the money and they can't plant as much, you know, it kind of leads to a ripple effect that takes a, a year or two to, to get over. Now I get that. <clears throat> so that makes sense. That's pretty logical. All right. Uh, anything or anything else? I was about to say, oh, let's get out of here. Uh, you know what time it is? I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed to give you what to you, you need. Okay, so this uh, cold brew list is dedicated to uh, the memory of John Madden, who passed away today. Yeah. Timestamp. It is. Uh, it's Tuesday evening. I found out a couple hours ago that uh, the legendary football coach, uh, uh, commentator, and uh, <clears throat> football icon, if you will, with the gaming yeah. industry as well. Uh, eighty-five years old. Yeah, passed away eighty-five. So I mean, he hung in there. Um, Long enough to see his uh, his what do you call it his bio um, documentary um, produced or actually aired. Uh, Christmas, yeah. You know what? What I enjoyed was uh, listening to sportscast the week of, of Christmas. Was a bunch of people were were interviewing on talk shows like like McAfee and uh, well, I listened to the Green Light with with Chris Long, uh, yeah. Howie, Howie Long's son, and uh, Howie was on both McAfee and his son's show. And Al Michaels and, um, you know, they were just talking about, you know, plugging this whole uh, documentary that they're releasing on Christmas. I, right. I didn't see it yet. I haven't seen uh, it yet now. either. 
sadly now I, I'm more motivated to do so. Don't get me wrong, I was going to check it out eventually. Just now yeah, the, we were busy. Yeah, doing family I mean, it's, stuff. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Christmas, and uh, I do not identify as a Raider household. So. <laughs> I'm, but I mean, <laughs> not. Yeah, you have to get everybody on board too in the room to watch this thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might get one yeah. or two, but yeah, as a majority, you're probably not going to. All right. So, in memory of uh, Mr. Madden, mm-hmm. who uh, again, you can't sing enough praises about him and what he's meant to the NFL. Yeah. Um, Especially in the, I mean, of course, uh, on the field, but or you know, on the sideline, but especially in the booth. Oh, definitely. And then, uh, you know, uh, Frank Caliendo owes a career to him. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. <laughs> I mean, he can't do Gruden anymore, so. <laughs> no, yeah, he can't. Uh, he can still do Madden, though, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I have a list of probably the seven. Now, I'm going to jump ahead, too, with Coach's Corner. But probably the seven openings for next year. And uh, just the appeal as they're ranked by, well, uh, let's just say a very well-known sports authority. All right. So should I start at the best and go down or the worst and go up? Um, Start at the best and go down. All right. So all things considered, unless there's a total surprise, the number one coaching vacancy next year that is optimal is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay. So they're predicting, uh, what's the name? Uh, Zimmer's going to be gone? Yeah. Okay. So the pros are talent on the roster, mm-hmm. patient ownership, veteran QB. Uh, <laughs> the cons are uh, cap flexibility and veteran QB. <laughs> I was going to say quarterback as well. <laughs> You like that. Yeah. All right. Number two, the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. They're they're jockeying for the, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Supposedly. All right. A lot of ifs um, here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the pros are young roster and cap space. Mm-hmm. The cons are ownership uncertainty and lack of QB. Well, their best QB is their GM. And he hasn't played in, uh, <laughs> right. what, 25 years? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, it's been shorter than that. They won, like, in 2002, right? No, they won, like, in... Oh, 98? 99? Yeah, 98, 99, yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, about 22 years, 20 years? Yeah. <clears throat> Number three, the Jaguars. Really? I th- See, I thought the Jaguars were going to be low on the list. The, like, the bottom. <laughs> Well, the pros are uh, young QB, patient ownership. I don't know about that. And cap space, the cons are rotted coach and lack of talent. Yeah. And I, I would, I throw question marks on the QB still. Yeah. Um, number four, the Panthers. Okay. All right. Uh, the pros are just young talent. The cons mm-hmm. are lack of QB uh, and missing draft capital. Yeah, well, yeah, because they gave a, a little bit to get Darnold, right? Right, I think. 
All right, next. Who else did it? Number five, the Raiders. All right. So the pros are QB, veteran pieces, desirable location. Oh, for sure. The cons are lack of young talent and depth. Right. I mean, I think you could build <laughs> that in a draft real easy. You know what I mean? Depth? Yeah. Young depth? Yeah, you can. You got a lot of uh, like uh, third uh, to six rounders. There's, there's your depth right there. Right. Um, <clears throat> number six, the Bears. The pros are a young QB in place, patient ownership, and mm-hmm. cap space. Oh, yeah. The, maybe the ownership's a little bit too patient. Right. The cons are missing draft capital and roster depth. Yeah. <laughs> well, they gave up the world for fucking Mitch to yeah. move up. Was it move up two spot, one spot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they passed on Watson and Mahomes. Well, right. Watson, maybe they did dodge a bullet. But then they they gave up on uh, they gave up a lot of picks for uh, for Fields. No, no. Oh, um, Mac. Oh, Mac. Yeah, yeah, they did. And he's been hey, hurt. But, yeah. But you know what? All like credit to them. I mean, you know, people forget the the, the infamous double doink game. I yeah. mean, the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl that year. So I mean, they almost took the Eagles out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, granted, they fell off hard after that. At the same time, uh, you know, they were in a in a quick win now mode, and and uh, and Trubby was good enough to, to get the ball. <laughs> hey, you know what? And and you was another pro they should throw in there is a loyal fan base, and fan base that will back the team no matter what. Yeah, I mean they got a deep history, which which always right. helps. Um, Definitely loyal fan base. You, you right. look at Jacksonville; they've been they haven't been around that long, so their their fan base doesn't run that deep. Right? There's no again, no history, no mm-hmm. uh, no civic pride, if you will. There you go. All right, you can continue. Yeah, because the '85 Bears still haven't bought a drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, shit, huh? <laughs> Alright. Um, <clears throat> and number seven, the final on this list is the Texans. Oh yeah, they're that <laughs> that's a fucking uh now the pros are uh draft uh draft capital, the cons are uncertainty at QB, uh executive ownership mess and lack of talent. Big so, time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the <laughs> fact that uh, my team is playing them this Sunday. It really puts a, uh, um, uh, uh, what you got? No excuses on, uh, on losing. Man, how the hell? Losing. How the? I didn't get to watch any games on Sunday. How the hell did they beat the Chargers? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I I know that the Chargers had a lot of injuries. There are a lot of COVID. Oh, okay. COVID out. Oh, yeah. All right. Speaking of which, what? Wentz tested positive. I heard. So he he could potentially miss like the last two games. Huh. Well, I don't think uh, the Colts really have. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs, I I believe, right? Uh. Well, yeah. They're they're still a wild card. Tennessee still got the lead. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got it here right now. Yeah, they are nine and six. 
So if they went down to nine and eight, they're still looking good. I mean, they, there's a bunch of teams at eight and seven and seven and eight right now. Right. So they, they, if Wentz can't play for two games and they fall up, but they still have Thomas though, or John uh, Taylor. I mean, John, yeah. I always want to call him uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> JTT. Anyway, but they have a good team, the the Colts, even without Wentz. Right. But anyway, out of all those teams, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think the number one is correct. I think the that would be the number one spot, Minnesota. Yeah, but I'd be surprised if uh, still I'd be surprised if Zimmer is gone. Yeah, um, they are still they're in the hunt. They're only um, one game behind Philly for the number seven spot. Right. So I mean, Zimmer could still uh, talk his way into keeping his job. I I, I would think. Right. I mean, the, there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance they could make the playoffs too. So it's like. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And if they do make the playoffs, then uh, you know, then I don't think he's losing his job. And so that what was number what was number two again? Was it? It wasn't uh, Carolina, was it? Denver. Denver. That's right. Yeah. Yep. All right, so that remains to be seen. We do have a new, um, who's it, Daryl Bevins? Is that the, the interim coach for the uh, Jaguars right now? Uh, Bevel. Bevel, okay. Yeah. He was uh, he was an OC at Seattle. Oh, okay, that's where I remember the name from. I was like, I know he's been around. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch, uh, uh, his mom hated him. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't call the Marshawn's number yeah. in the Super Bowl? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. All right, man. Good list. How's your beard treating you? Good, man. I mean, yeah. Like, once you, once you acclimate to these hot, heavy beers, they, they become dangerously smooth. All right. We are going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. And like I said before, just search Cold Brew Podcast. And you had, I remember this one because it's kind of hard to forget. Nose because we waxed poetic on it for a while. Nose Goblin by Ghost Town Brewing. What would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. All right. Uh, one friend who has checked in on Untapped, uh, Aztec seventy seven, also gave it a four. Has an overall rating of three point nine four. So you guys are all right there. Everyone's in agreement. This gold medal winning beer is only a four. What are your four notes on this one? Um, boogery, no, hoppy, of course. Um, it's got some nice sweetness to it. All right, sweetness, like Walter Payton. Yes. And danky. Uh, a danky. All right. Save and check in. All right, so I have by Pariah Brewing their colors. Color. Color. And let's see here. Let me see if I can find it. There's a lot named. There it is. Colors by Pariah Brewing. It, one of our friends have rated it. Hefe gave it a 4.25. I'm going to give it a 4. I like this one. It has an overall rating of 3.96, so I'm right there with the rest of the gang 
Uh, let me see here. I'm gonna write it is smooth. And all these, pretty much all these hazy IPAs are smooth, unless they're a little green. Then they got the that backside that's a little harsh. Smooth, but this one's smooth all the way through. I'm gonna say um, sweet and um, oh, you know, what? I'm gonna say smooth, sweet, citric and stony. I wonder if anyone's gonna get that one because of stone fruit. All right, and check in. All right, uh, a couple of topics I wanted to bring up. Like I said at the beginning, um, you remember a few months ago in October, I said I was gonna come up with a couple different uh, theme songs and then have our audience decide which one they like the best. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? Fall down? My mic fell, but I got a cramp. Uh oh. Uh, I should hydrate more. <laughs> right? I think we all should. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I did have some really good ideas for um, new intro songs, but I couldn't find the instrumentals to them. Ah. Uh. And so, like, I, I got I got a little bit uh, deterred and kind of I, I lost my my juice uh, and my my ambition. And but I finally found one. Um, I am going to. I've, I've been writing it this week. Hopefully, I recorded this week. It might, it might be a week or two late, but and someone asked me like, why do you even change songs all the time? I'll tell you why. So I listen to a few different podcasts. I fast forward through it, the intro until they start talking. And so, like, I figure, you know, why not? Why not? Who cares? No one listens to our intro anyway. And maybe for the first couple times, they will just to hear what I hear, what I sound like, or have to say, or what the lyrics are. And then, the, for, for, by the end of the year, they're, they're fast forwarding it. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? They just want to get to the show, right? That that's my frame of mind, and that's why I do it. So I do it for me. Nice. So that's you do I it for hip hop. <laughs> I do it exactly. Uh, ain't nothing like hip hop music. And then let's see what else. What else were we gonna talk about? Oh yeah, the Christmas. How's your Christmas, man? Uh, it was good. I was up at the uh, the in laws in the in laws in laws, if you will. Okay, yeah. Um, no, uh, up <clears throat> up where my wife lives. Um, our well, my wife's sister, my sister in law, and yeah, brother in law. Your wife's family. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, like uh. The, his parents relocated up there and it was like their first Christmas in, in the new town. Mm -hmm. So uh, we all went over on Christmas Eve to kind of, you know, make them feel uh, festive, if you will. You know, just yeah, have yeah. people over for the holidays, like let them host us to, you know. Fill their house with love. <laughs> not, yes. Well, not like host us because we're uh, just let them host something on, on Christmas and make them feel like, you know, breaking in their home, if you will. <laughs> you broke into their home? Yes. Okay, good. So, yeah, that was Christmas Eve and mm -hmm. the Christmas Day. Uh, I was at my mother-in-law's house and, yeah, it was just cool hanging out. Oh, right on. Yeah, my my uh, my older daughter, she, she, you know, she's about it. She she gets the whole opening gifts and she does it kind of funny still. You know, she'll uh, she'll get it, it uh, <laughs> she'll get caught up with the piece of paper she just tore. 
You okay, know, and, I was about to ask you. I thought she was funny, as in she's one of those who looks for the tape and pulls it off slowly and unwraps it so they can use the paper again later on. No, she's not even too. I <laughs> know, I'm teasing. So, uh, um, oh. she made out like a bandit, I, I assume? Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, even like, uh, <laughs> she got a bunch of stuff even before Christmas. So. Oh, yeah, wow. it was a. Yeah, good it was all good. It's all, it's all about the kids anyway. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, uh, all right. So our parents came down to Arizona for the first time for Christmas and brought our aunt with them. And, uh, they stayed over at my house. I gotta say, man, living alone for such a long time, like when someone even, and you know, I hate to say it, even when you came over, um, right away, I'm like, these people are fucking up my routine. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I enjoy the love and uh, I roll with the punches, you know, and after, you know, after a little while, after like half a day, then, you know, then it's cool. But yeah, that first few minutes, I'm like, oh, I already can't do what I like to do usually and everything. I gotta... I got to alter my routine. So that's always something to get used to. But um, yeah, so they came over and I still had to work, though. I didn't get the days off because I didn't know they were coming over. So and it was too late for me to request time off of work, Um, you know, especially around the holidays. You get left right out of the office if you ask for a day off. Uh, So, you know, so I ended ended up going to work and that wasn't too bad. Um, But uh, yeah, so Christmas Eve, we went over to um, my ex's house and we hung out there and played games. My my daughter found this game on TikTok that she wanted to play, and, and I fucking loved it already because it was tic tac toe, but instead of just you know taking turns, you do a bottle flip. So you, each player has you know I you know it's one on one. Every uh, both players have a a bottle you know quarter full, and you try to throw it and flip it so that it lands on its base right you know that whole um the viral trend that happened like a few years ago we they took that and you guys both go at the same time and if you land it then you get to um put your marker on you know on the tic-tac-toe board and so you just keep doing that until somebody wins now, i like this because when i play tic-tac-toe it's fucking boring man unless you go first and you do that method that is under you know is undefeatable you know, no one's going to win. But in this case, like, even if you think you're about to lose, you still have a chance to win. So, yeah, it was fun. Uh-huh. We played we played that pretty much all night um, on did, Christmas Eve. Did you win? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, and to my daughter's credit, she didn't get all upset and and not want to play anymore, you know, every time she lost because she knew she always had another chance to win. And punch you in the face? <laughs> yeah, and kick me in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> no but it was fun it was so that was cool and then on christmas day of course we we went back over there opened presents and she got too many presents that i i even my aunt goes do you know how many presents she got and i wanted to look at my aunt and say i stopped counting the day she was born like <laughs> you know it didn't it doesn't fucking matter yeah. um but yeah she she got a, tons of presents and she got some games i had to play twister for the first time in i don't know how many years um, <laughs> that wasn't too bad because I don't know if I told you, but I started doing yoga again in the morning. So when I get home from work, just to because I, I just wanted to do something, some type of exercise, some easy that yeah. I could do in my house, and so I started doing that again. So it wasn't the stretching that got me; it was just the 
holding a position for so damn long. Uh. Anyway, so yeah, that was, and then of course uh, at the end, finally just you know collapsing, and then you know, and then she got this other game called Get Handsy, and it comes with these stupid little tiny plastic hands. Comes with two pairs, and then you flip over a card, and it tells you to accomplish some sort of uh, physical challenge. Pretty easy stuff, like um, pick up a coin and drop it in a paper cup or a, a plastic cup. Or crumple up, a, or some of them are like spell this word is like a ten letter word, and it's like a yeah. nonsense word that actually is is a really means something like collywobbles or cattywumpus or something like that. Yeah. And then you have to, but you have to hold the pen with the the two little tiny plastic cans and the pen slipping all over the place and stuff like that. Oh, so that was that was kind of fun. I bet it. Eventually, she we played it so much because she just wanted to play it over and over again. That we got used to all the cards and they don't sell extra cards. Oh, geez. It's not like a Trivial Pursuit where you could buy an extra deck. <laughs> so those are the two main things we played the whole time. So it was it was pretty fun. And then on day after Christmas we went Wait, out too. <clears throat> yeah. Did did you get her any one of those or were those from? No, like, those are from. Um, the Twister I think was from her mom, uh, my ex, and then the the Get Hansy game was from. Uh, her godmother, uh, my ex's best friend, okay. and she got a bunch of other stuff too. But those are the two things we we played with the most. The day after, though, we went over to uh, Goldfield, which is a ghost town. It was a made-up ghost town. Well, they used to have a mine over there called the Mammoth Mine, and then back in the '80s, some guy rebuilt it um, as a tourist trap. And that's pretty much what it is. You go over there and dump all your money in there. So that, but that was oh, yeah. kind of fun. Man, it was so fucking. Oh, they have like the fake gunfights in the streets with people who are dressed up in, you know, eighteen nineties wear. Look like fucking Red Dead Redemption out there. Oh, I say they look like uh, <laughs> Back the, to the Future. They look like the Vanderlyn Gang versus the uh, was the other. Ah, I forgot the name of the other the gang in um, the O'Driscolls. Yeah, the O'Driscolls versus the Vanderlins. That's what it looked like out there. You know, so they have the the blanks and ever or the cap guns shooting off. So, yeah, that was it, we had a good time. It was a, it was a fun Christmas, fun time had by all. Cool. Yep, and uh, had a bunch of beer, drank a lot, ate a lot, ate too much. Still a lot of food left over, and I got a lot of leftovers in the fridge, which I fucking love. Sweet man, that sounds good. Yeah, good time. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add um, to this episode before we sign off? No, just, uh, again, thanks for listening. I uh, hope yep. everyone has a help, happy, safe New Year celebration. And if that already happened by the time you listen to the show, hope it was a good one. Very nice. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. Excuse me. I'm not the same crazy coach who used to storm around the sidelines yelling at the officials. I've learned to relax, and I drank light beer from Miller. Do you know that light's got a third less calories than a regular beer? And listen to this. Light doesn't fill me up. Besides that, light tastes fantastic. Oh, sure, there are a lot of other beers around, and you can drink any one you want. But let me tell you this. For light my beer from Miller. Everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. As I was saying, I don't care what anybody else...